Hey everyone, welcome back to the Longhorns Podcast. If you're new here, this is a podcast where I answer questions from my YouTube community, talk to other filmmakers about filmmaking and YouTube, and at the end of the month, I like to do these News with Nigel segments, where I just kind of cover some relevant news that's happened in the past month. So, not really a filmmaking-related piece of news, but more of a personal piece of news. Last week, I got into a little wreck with my beloved Ford Transit camper van, and I totaled it. So I am without a car right now. Yeah, my van was pretty cheap, so I didn't really have the best coverage on it because with cheap enough cars, it doesn't really make sense to, you know, buy the car twice by paying higher insurance. Anyways, I'm kind of carless right now, and I have a little bit of a budget to buy myself another used car, but I don't know, the used car scene here in Dallas is pretty scarce for the most part, so it's kind of slow going, but... Yeah, super bummed about my van. It was definitely my favorite car that I've ever owned. I'm kind of a van person. Like, I really like vans. Before this camper van, I had another Ford Aerostar, like, weekender camper van, which I loved. But, yeah, hopefully I'll get another van someday, but I'll probably just get a little, you know, gas saver next. So, real quick, I do want to highlight that there was a review on this podcast, which is awesome. I'm kind of bad at checking the Apple podcast reviews, but I got a really cool review that I just want to read here. And it says, and I quote, Nigel is amazing. Besides bringing knowledge, experience, and great guests to the podcast, he also shows patience and understanding in helping budget filmmakers. Super smart and yet really humble. Did I mention that he's accessible? Somewhat rare with the experienced YouTubers these days. He always answers Patreon questions each month, and his Patreon membership is budget-friendly. He answers YouTube community questions and polls on his IG. Needless to say, highly recommended. And that was from Jeff C underscore 7373. Thank you so much for that review, Jeff. That was very, very kind words. And yeah, if you would like to leave me a review on Apple Podcasts, it would really help this podcast to be pushed out to more people. So you can, you know, review this podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, or I guess just wherever you're listening to this at. So the first little bit of news is that I actually put out a new breakdown on Patreon. If you don't know, on my Patreon, I actually do these lighting breakdowns where I take some of the lighting setups from my old videos and I critique them and kind of show you what I did wrong and how I could improve it. I've even done some critiquing of some of my friends' work. So I think that it is a really valuable way for you to see how someone like me started out and how I've progressed over time. And you can see all the mistakes that I've made and hopefully in watching all the mistakes that I've made, you cannot make those same mistakes. So yeah, I'm really stoked about this A-Roll Breakdown series. I just released, I think, the third video in this series, and I'm trying to do at least one a month. So yeah, if you would like to learn a little bit more about lighting and filmmaking and just and have access to all the perks that Patreon is going to provide you, I would definitely recommend joining me on Patreon. There's a $2 tier, which is kind of like my tip jar tier, where it actually gets you all of my LUTs for free, and you get your name in the description of all my videos as a kind of a supporter and producer of my YouTube videos. And then there's a $10 tier, and that's what's gonna get you behind the scenes videos, all the A-roll breakdowns. It's gonna get you access to actually ask me questions that I'll read on this podcast and a bunch of other stuff too. So go check out my Patreon. The link will be in the show notes of this episode. The first bit of actual camera news that I have for you is apparently Panasonic is thinking about a more budget-friendly camera with phase detection autofocus, a new G7 Mark II, possibly. The Panasonic manager, he recently said that more affordable Lumix MFT cameras might be coming soon. So that would be pretty cool. We've heard rumors of like a G9 Mark II, and a lot of people are thinking that there might be a GH6 Mark II. 
with phase detection autofocus, but it sounds like there might be a new lower budget option from Panasonic that's coming out soon as well. So that would be really, really cool. So not really much more information on that. It's just basically a rumor, but that would be really cool if the G7 would get an update. And if that update came with phase detection autofocus, that could be a really big push for vloggers to use micro four thirds cameras because especially with that new Canon R50, that's the replacement for the M50, that'd be a really strong play for Panasonic to basically release their version of an M50, like their version of a vlog camera that has phase detection autofocus because the micro four thirds lens lineup is way more vast than the RFS lineup, which is the crop sensor versions of RF lenses. And you know, that's the one thing that would deter Canon shooters who want to vlog from the Canon R50 is that there's barely any lenses that are RFS lenses, so designed for that sensor size. Whereas G7 Mark II with phase detection autofocus, you have a multitude of really, really good micro four thirds lenses. In fact, my buddy Jeremy just picked up a Mark I version of like the 12 to 35 for like 300 bucks or something like that. So you can get really high quality lenses and micro four thirds for not that much money. So yeah, I think that would be really cool if Panasonic released a G7 Mark II, as long as it still had enough pro features that it would actually make sense for people to want to vlog with it. Speaking of vlogging, a new Sony ZV-E1 just got released and I was actually waiting until today to record this podcast episode because I was really hoping for like just mind-blowing specs or something like that. I don't know really know what I was hoping for. Basically, these the new Sony ZV-E1 is kind of like a full-frame version of their ZV-E10 with some AI autofocus tricks up its sleeve, kind of like a plasticky body. It's somewhere in between like an A7S3 and a A7IV and an FX3. It's got the same sensor as the FX3 and Sony A7S3, but it's more aimed towards vloggers. So, you know, it's got like a micro HDMI jack and, you know, it's not really designed for professional cinematographers, but it's kind of cool that Sony is releasing, like their ZV-E10 was a really popular camera. And I know a few people who use that as their daily vlog camera, but it's cool that there's now a full frame option that you can use as a vlog camera from Sony. So that's pretty cool. Even though I feel like the a7 IV could have easily fit in that category as well so yeah it's cool um i'm never really like that excited for like the lower end sony cameras like yeah it's cool but like for me in the spot that i'm at right now cameras like the fx30 are you know cameras that i would be looking towards i wouldn't really have my eye on the zve1 or the zve10 or the zv1 or any of those like vlogger focused cameras because i'm not a vlogger but i guess if you are this could be you know, pretty cool news. Um, I know that most of the people that follow me on YouTube are not Sony shooters. They're Micro Four Thirds or Canon shooters, but still, I think that it's cool that Sony keeps releasing new cameras and this ZV-E1 kind of seems like it's replacing the A7C a little bit. So not necessarily a photography camera like the A7C. A lot of, you know, photographers still shoot with that. The ZV-E1 is kind of like the video version of an a7c at least that's what it seems like to me all right our next bit of news is dp review is ending which has everybody up you know in like an uproar like they're like you know grieving the loss of dp review which is you know i use dp review a lot for a lot of research for different lenses and camera combinations so that's kind of you know it's kind of sad something that has puzzled me more than dp review ending because i mean amazon owns it and they probably just weren't seeing 
the kind of revenue coming from it or something. I don't really know. But what puzzles me more is that Chris Nichols and Jordan Drake, they just keep jumping from different companies, like from company to company. Whereas like, I almost feel like if they started their own YouTube channel, it would be, you know, kind of like Kai and Locke did, you know, they're doing pretty well for themselves. And like Chris and Jordan, the only reason that DP Review had the amount of subscribers that they did on YouTube was because of Chris and Jordan. And as Petapixel, which is what they're now working for, as they grow in subscribers, it's not going to be, it's like, it's not going to be because Petapixel is doing something right. It's going to be because Jordan and Chris are doing something right. So it's like, if I was them, I would consider starting their own YouTube channel. But I can understand that like, you know, they're both dads and husbands and they need to provide and they can't go a year or whatever without the salary that they're used to. So I can kind of understand that, but it does seem a little bit strange that they haven't considered going in that direction. Apparently April 10th is the last like working day of DP review. And then it'll just go into like a read only mode and there won't be any like new uploads or anything like that. So yeah, a lot of photographers are really hurting as a Filmmaker, it didn't like, it wasn't a site that I was going to every single day like a lot of photographers did. It was more of a site that I was going to for research, not necessarily the news on photography or anything like that. So yeah, maybe I'm a little bit less bummed than some people are, but that's just because I'm primarily a video focused person and not a photo focused person. So the next piece of news, this is actually like relevant to us Micro Four Thirds shooters, is that Youngyuo have released a 12 to 35 f 2.8 to 4, and it's going to be priced at around $436. Now, here's the weird thing is that $436 is pretty steep for a Youngyuo lens. Youngyuo is always the cheaper versions of the real thing. So like they make a 50 millimeter and a 35 millimeter like Canon EF lenses for people who don't want to pay the, you know, $25 more for the Canon version. $436 is kind of high for a micro four thirds lens that is a variable aperture lens, like a 2.8 to four. You know, you really want to wonder like how, how long does that F2.8 actually stay at F2.8? If it was like the Panasonic Leica, that was a 2.8 to four and it only stayed at 2.8 at 12 millimeters. As soon as you went to like 14 millimeters, it stopped down to like a 3.5 or something like that. So it kind of makes you wonder if this young UO is going to be the same, which would suck. It does have a macro mode, which I guess is cool, but I don't know, 436 bucks. I think they're kind of asking a lot because like I said, my buddy Jeremy just bought the version one of the 12 to 35 Panasonic for like 300 bucks, which is going to be a better lens than this young UO. I don't even have to have them both. There's no way that this young UO is going to be able to compete with that Panasonic lens, even in sharpness, and definitely not in aperture range because the Panasonic is a constant f2.8 from 12 to 35 anyways. I feel like this is a little bit too late. Like if, if young UO had released this 10 years ago when like the first 12 to 35 came out, then maybe they could have pulled some Panasonic and Olympus shooters away to buy this, but I don't think that anyone's going to be buying this. <laughs> uh, this is just, yeah, no one's going to buy the cheaper alternative when they can just buy a used version of the real thing for cheaper. And that is honestly all of the main news that I wanted to cover today. There wasn't really that much that happened in March. I think that April, at the end of April, when NAB is over, I think there's going to be a lot of really good juicy news to talk about. I will not be going to NAB this year because I just totaled my car and I'm going to be spending every last cent I have on buying myself 
a replacement. So that's going to suck. But at the same time, like I try to think about like what on earth would I be going to NAB for? It definitely wouldn't be for all the new gear that I'm not going to be reviewing. It would mostly just be to like meet all the people that I've been talking to online. Like I know like, you know, Dave Altsizer is going to be there and I'm sure a lot of other people that I've talked to on the internet are going to be there. And I, th I think that would be like the main reason that I would go, but there's always next year. And who knows? I don't know. Like my wife and I are actually going to be moving back to Oregon in June. So it's like, there's a lot of things that I just got to pay for before I buy myself a, a flight and a hotel stay in Nevada, just so I can talk to people on the internet. <laughs> but I do want to give a YouTube channel recommendation. And this one is one that I've kind of mentioned on my podcast before. I forget where, but it's actually Matt Atia. And Matt's channel is pretty criminally underrated. I think he's at like 2000 subscribers, but the content that he puts out, I think is perfect kind of content. If you want to learn how to be a cinematographer, he's based out of Toronto and he does a lot of really good cinematography content. He just released an entire series on how to shoot a really good spec ad. And man, he did a spec ad for Depop and it turned out so good. Uh, Matt doesn't like use or really talk about any new cameras like a lot of other YouTube channels do. He uses a C200 still which I think he gets great results out of and he makes amazing commercials and yeah insanely underrated so Matt Atia I'll leave his channel in the show notes of this episode but yeah that's really all I have for this segment of news with Nigel thank you so much for listening and yeah definitely check out my Patreon I've been releasing some shorts on YouTube and on Instagram so follow me there all that will be in the description below and yeah, stay tuned for next month where I'm going to do another Q&A and another guest will be on the podcast. And then at the end of April, hopefully there'll be some juicy news after NAB is over. Anyways, yeah, thanks a lot for tuning into this episode and I'll catch you all next time. Later. Later.